Let's uh, turn our attention towards Arkansas State and bring on Dan Hope with 11 Warriors. Dan, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We appreciate you taking time and, and hanging out. Look, we, we deal with fans. We get a lot of interaction with uh, fans, of course, of Ohio State. And, you know, I think a lot of fans were expecting to throttle Notre Dame, even though, you know, they had that number five in front of them, even though Notre Dame traditionally has a lot of NFL caliber talent on those rosters. What was, compared to what you saw versus your expectations heading in, what, what, what was the difference uh, as far as kind of what the fallout was after the game? Well, you know, I think I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't go into the game expecting Ohio State to score more than 21 points, but I also didn't go into the game expecting Ohio State to hold Notre Dame to 10 points. So, you know, it's kind of what side of a coin do you look at it on? But, you know, I think the most important thing ultimately at the end of the day is you, you're playing a top-five team and you, you leave with a win. So, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And I think Ryan Day uh, was really excited about the fact that his team proved it could win a game like that on a day where the offense was not at its best. Uh, its defense was able to carry Ohio State to a victory, and they were able to win, you know, a, a tough, physical, grinded out kind of game uh, against the top opponent. So, you know, while it may not have been, you know, the, the the offensive fireworks that Ohio State fans wanted to see, I think there's still a lot of things for uh, the Buckeyes and their fans to feel really good about coming out of that game. What's the buzz up there in Columbus about Coach Day really relying on that run game, especially in the second half? We know Coach Day is a former quarterback. We know quarterback coaches love to drop back and pass the ball all over the yard and everything like that. But with Notre Dame playing the two high safeties, you know, Coach Day, you know, he knew he had to run the ball, and he did that. Well, I think it's something Ohio State needed to prove that it can do, that when a game's on the line, it can it can run the ball and it can finish off a game on the ground. Because, you know, we saw last year that, you know, against Michigan, against Oregon, the games they lost, that, you know, Ohio State struggled to move the ball on the ground in those games and, and probably was a little bit too reliant on the pass. And so I think, you know, for them to go against a really good defense like Notre Dame and, and to be able to, to finish off the game and, and win in that kind of fashion on a day where, uh, it, their passing offense wasn't clicking quite as much as it did uh, most of the time last year. You know, I think that's a good step uh, in the right direction for Ohio State. What's the latest on Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yeah, so Ryan Day said, uh, you know, yesterday that you know Jackson and Jigba could potentially you know come back as soon as this week, but you know they're not going to rush him back if if you know he's not. Uh, fully healthy and ready to go, then, you know, they, they won't play him. And so, you know, I, I mean, I, I would certainly think that this is a week that you're going to err uh, very much on the side of caution with Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, I think uh, if we're being realistic, they do not need Jackson Smith and Jigba to beat Arkansas State. They don't need Jackson Smith and Jigba to beat Toledo next week either. And so, you know, I think there's no reason for him to play the next couple of weeks unless you are certain he's 100% healthy because, you know, you have a tough game here coming up later in the month against Wisconsin to start Big Ten play. Uh, you certainly do want to have him back and, and full, fully healthy for that game. And so uh, while I think it's not out of a question that he could play this week or next week, uh, I also think that Ohio State is going to proceed with caution. But, Dan, but Dan we need him to win the Blitnikoff, man. Come on. We need to get him awards. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I think the thing that would worry me with him is, you know, we're talking about a hamstring injury here. And even if it's not something that's super serious or, or something that maybe he can play through, you know, if he aggravates that injury and it's something that lingers all year, 
you know, I, I would be worried about the fact that if he comes back too soon, you know, maybe we don't ever see the full Jackson Smith and Jigba this right. year. And so I think the most important thing right now is making sure that he gets fully healthy so that he can be the full player that we saw last year. Absolutely. And I'm only joking about that. But, you know, you look at it from the flip side. This gives the younger receivers even more of an opportunity to get a relationship built with CJ and that offense and everything like that. They get more involved and that's going to make them even more deadlier as the season goes along. Yeah, and I think that's really the most important thing for these next couple weeks. You have these, you know, quote-unquote tune-up games. This is really an important opportunity uh, for those other receivers and you know, for young players at every position to get some reps, to, you know, to get their feet wet and, and get that experience because, you know, you never know who you might need later in the season. You know, we saw Ohio State didn't do a whole lot of substituting against Notre Dame. They, they kept their rotations pretty tight, but I think it's very important these next couple of weeks that Ohio State is able to get more players on the field because, you know, once you get into conference play, you really don't know how many more opportunities you're going to have to get those young players some real reps. We have Dan Hope with us here, 11 Warriors, talking all things Buckeyes. Um, 21-10, Ohio State over Notre Dame. We talked about the balance between the pass and the run game, of course. 35 carries, rush attempts, of course, for the Buckeyes in the run game. 34 pass attempts for C.J. Stroud. That's about as balanced as you can get. But I want to talk about the, the balance within the balance. How about the balance of carries between Trevion Henderson uh, and, and Mayan Williams? I mean, 15 carries for Henderson, 14 for Williams. Good for Williams, 84 yards and a touchdown. That's good for Williams, but is that bad for Trevion Henderson, who I feel like has higher expectations to be more of an impact guy? I mean, Notre Dame's a solid defense. I get that, but uh, anything there as far as like seeing the balance and the carries between the two? Well, I don't think the balance is a bad thing because I think you know if you can keep both of those guys going in the rotation all year long, I think it's going to ultimately keep both of those guys fresher for the stretch run. You know, we saw last year that Travion got banged up a few times and you know it seems like down the stretch of the year he wasn't quite as effective as he had been early in the season and so I think if you have two guys who are really running well and that you can really rely on and and you can kind of manage the workload between those two I I think ultimately that's going to pay dividends later in the season when you really need both those guys to be at their best. Dan, what was re- I'm assuming you were at the shoe uh, on Saturday. I've been there for many big games. I uh, wasn't there for that one, but that one just had a different feel, a different look. Take us to the shoe on Saturday. What what was different? I mean, I'm sure you've been there for many big games in the past. To me, it just looked and felt different from afar watching it on TV, but for you being there, what was the atmosphere like for that big matchup having Notre Dame uh, at the shoe? Well, you know, LeBron James isn't there every week. You know, you don't have 20-plus former NFL, 20-plus former Buckeyes who are currently in the NFL there every week. And so I think that really added to the atmosphere. I think it really worked out perfectly for Ohio State with it being a season opener, with the fact that the NFL no longer plays that fourth preseason game. This was a week off for the NFL guys. Obviously, the NBA season hasn't started yet either. And so I think it was a perfect confluence for Ohio State to be able to have, you know, all those, uh, you know, famous former Buckeyes come back, even NBA stars like LeBron James and Jason Tatum, who didn't play for Ohio State, but they just wanted to be there. You also have all those recruits who wanted to come in. It's a night game that makes it easier for guys to come in from all over the country. And so they're all there. And then, of course, you know, top five matchup, first game of a season. I think you just had all those factors come together uh, to really cr- create what I think was certainly – 
one of the best environments we've seen in Ohio State in several years. You know, we can only read your articles at 11 Warriors. We're not privy to practice and everything like that. Was this defensive performance what you kind of expected from the guys? I mean, I can't say that I expected Ohio State to hold Notre Dame to 10 points in the first game of the season. I mean, it's a brand-new defense, and, I mean, you just look at the performance last year. I mean, this was, you know, far better than what we saw from Ohio State in big games last year. And so, while I thought Ohio State's defense would be better, uh, I don't know that I thought it would be that much better. But, you know, I, I think the Buckeyes expected that. I mean, the way they talked all preseason long, you know, Jim Knowles was saying he thinks we're going to have a top-five defense. I mean, those guys had a lot of confidence. You know, I was I was a little bit more skeptical. I'm like, let's see. Like, you, you know, you're talking a big game. you got to go up there and back it up. But at least for one game in, they certainly did. You know, one of the things that Coach Knowles did that I'm not sure, but just watching on TV, it seemed like after Josh Proctor made a mistake, he immediately got benched and Ransom went in. And then we got JT Tumalau getting a ton of reps. We got Sawyer getting a ton of reps. And then Mike Hall Jr. getting a ton of reps. A lot of the young guys getting playing time over, you know, upperclassmen. Yeah, I mean, I think it shows that, you know, they're going to play the best guys. They're, they're going to play the guys who they really think deserve to be out there and belong out there and who, who they trust the most. And, you know, we saw that there was not nearly as much rotation uh, on defense in that game as we saw from Ohio State's defense last year. Now, you know, Ryan Day did make the point on Tuesday that they only had 49 defensive plays in that game. So, you know, if you have a game where you have significantly more defensive plays, you might need to rotate a little bit more to keep guys fresh. But I think we saw in that first game that you know, they pretty much stuck with you know, the guys who they really felt were VT uh, guys that they, they needed to have out there. And, you know, based on everything Jim Knowles has said, I think that's really his philosophy. Dan Hope, 11 Warriors. Dan, send us out with this. Uh, obviously, you know, after that big matchup with Notre Dame, got a couple weeks, uh, Arkansas State, Toledo, that big one with Wisconsin, uh, you know, coming up in the, you know, just around the corner. So that that went, you know, kind of a similar to a Notre Dame matchup, maybe not as sexy, but at the same time, a very physical team. It's a team that's going to kind of make Ohio State work on offense. Over the next couple of weeks without Jackson Smith and Jigba, obviously Marvis and Harrison Jr., they have their not shy of talent at wide receiver, but with him off, who was the who's the one guy you look at that you think is going to benefit the most with his absence heading into this couple week stretch? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, obviously, you know, Mecca Buka, Marvin Harrison Jr. are two guys that you know come to mind as guys who can be focal players in the offense this year. But you know, I even look a little bit further down. You know, whether it's guys like a Jaden Bauer, do we have it? seen play a ton yet, but you know, these next couple weeks could be a big opportunity for him to build some momentum. You know, we saw Xavier Johnson have his breakout moment in the first game of the year. I think he's a guy who's going to be playing a lot if Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't play because he's that backup slot receiver. And then, you know, I think the next couple weeks will be an opportunity for the freshman as well. You know, I don't think, you know, Ohio State necessarily is looking for any of its freshman receiver uh, to see substantial playing time this year, but, you know, they've got four talented young guys. Uh, Keon Gray, Caleb Brown, Caleb Burton, and Kojo Antwi. I'll be interested to see, you know, if, if those four guys get their chance to play over the next couple of weeks and if, if any of them can, can make some plays that maybe give Ohio State's coaches something to think about. All right, Dan Hope, 11 Warriors, joining us here today. Dan, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Give Dan a follow at Dan underscore Hope on Twitter. Dan, you're the best, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yep, you're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me.
stream, watch. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, right here on Dayton.